Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. For each new student entering the school system, school boards will receive an average of $12,300 per student. This funding will allow school boards to make sure there are proper supports available during the transition from therapy to school. The Ontario government's plan to support students as well as educators will have four main pillars, professional development, funding, after-school programs, and collaboration. That's Lisa Thompson. She's the Minister of Education of the province of Ontario, and obviously the government has been under a lot of pressure on the autism file uh, as uh, new funding formulas have been uh, put forward by Lisa uh, McLeod, another Lisa in Cabinet, who is Minister of Community Services and responsible for children. Uh, That hasn't gone over big with the... um, autism community and so they're trying to uh, put better spin on it by pre-funding for the last three months of the school year through Lisa Thompson's department. Our panel today, Mike Van Solen, Principal at Navigator, Kim Wright, Principal at Wright Strategies, and Carlene Nation, Media Strategist at One Nation PR. Are we doing this right, Carlene? Uh, This is a very, very difficult file. And um, it's such an emotional and really very, very gut-wrenching situation because parents now have had their children on waiting lists. There were at least 23,000 on waiting lists waiting to get some sort of a therapy. And therapies can cost up to 140000 roughly a year. And uh, what the Ford government is doing now is uh funding increasing fundings to giving monies to the parents directly and channeling channeling them through the school system so that they can get supports within the schools is this the right way i can't say a hundred percent are the parents getting all the monies they need uh i, I the parents Hell say no. no they say no do we have the monies to give parents a hundred and forty thousand each for each child, I mean, when we're 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 in real fiscal uh, problems here, given the past fifteen years of the okay, previous so government. Okay, so you're you're so answering the question, Carlene. I've got to stop you there and move over to Kim uh, because this question that you're trying to answer, and you're not doing a good job of it through no fault of your own, because nobody can. I got asked this question by John on a panel the other day, and I said I have no idea what I do. Uh, and, and we've got to put our heads together and figure out what we do because there but for the grace of God go we as parents of autistic children ourselves. Kim, am I onto something here the way I've, I've put it across? Yeah, they're, they're looking for a one-size-fits-all approach. And first of all, autism is a spectrum disorder, so there are different needs, different children, whether they got intensive behavioral therapy early on. This notion that, well, we'll just send them to school and give teachers a one-day training session on how to how to manage all of the different types of autism 
uh, you know, is ridiculous. It's well, no, in fairness, no some less, of them to it, schools. Some of them. It's to no less, dis, you know, ridiculous than Minister McLeod, who was like, "Well, we'll just give them an iPad and maybe some caregiver respite." That's not enough. There is so much. And frankly, three years ago, when the Liberals brought in finally something. Uh, you know, well, they cut off funding they, for and, students and, and over it, seven and they years old, over there four years There were so many old. problems with it. Yeah. Uh, but to go out and say, we're going to rip up these waiting lists, not put people on the waiting list, change the waiting list without even telling people. Really, we're looking at April 1st, these lists goes off and there's nothing in place. Ultimately, there are lots of questions, not enough answers. And I will always go back to you, show me your budget and I'll tell you what your priorities are. I think the, I think the difficulty, and I'm defending nobody in saying this, I think... I think the difficulty that Lisa McLeod had, and I, I know her quite well and know the feeling she has for this particular community, I, I think what she was trying to do is give something to everybody, but the something just basically doesn't seem like enough. It may help at the beginning for 23,000 kids that were shut out completely, but um, if you get past 12 and you've got a, a kid growing into adolescence who um, you can simply not fund on your own resources and that's all you've got, you're in terrible trouble, Mike Van Solen. Yeah, look, this is just a really difficult file, and, and I think you started out the discussion, you know, is the is the government getting it right? I don't know that you know, getting it right is is really in the in the realm of possibility. There's just hard choices to be made. If we let the science direct us, the science would say put the money into the kids, you know, who are five and younger because that's where the therapy can be most helpful. Well, of course, there's parents who whose kids are older than five who who aren't ready to to say, yeah, nothing more can be done or, or sort of move on, and and they justifiably also want supports. the The government has tried to you know tackle the the wait list, which was which was uh, sort of has has grown on in in recent years, uh, which is noble in one hand, but short of sort of an unlimited sort of pot of money, uh, this is a really difficult one to solve. And 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 as well, it's not just, uh, you know, it, it's more than, you know, we, we can talk about it as a political issue and how it's challenging for to have all these stakeholders, you know, literally screaming at the government. Well, well you know what? Uh, an hour ago, not even an hour ago, I had Sam Hammond on, and we all know Sam Hammond uh, would describe himself as being on the left. He is the president for many years of the Elementary Teachers Federation of Ontario. And I said to him flat out, uh, explain to me what you would ideally want from the government to deal with autism funding. Let's listen. There needs to be, uh, first of all, uh, a, an independent review of the funding formula, specifically around spe special education. The funding formula now is based on a statistical model and not an actual needs model for students and programs. So that's the first piece. The second part of that is, and, and almost all education stakeholders agree, we need additional educational assistants who are trained in ABA therapy and speech pathologists uh, as an initial step. That goes to what you were saying, Kim, about the fact that uh, all people are not autistic, full stop, period. There are all kinds of degrees and all kinds of, uh, of disorders on a complete range. Absolutely. And what we've seen time and again in education funding 
is that there will be a couple of years for educational assistance. And, you know, when I was at the Toronto District School Board, this was a fight year after year of trying to salvage those positions of educational assistants who were there for the wide range of special needs that kids would have. You'd also see in various school boards where they were having to make the decision because special needs funding, uh, special uh, funding wasn't what we called sweatered. It wasn't uh, specifically mandated for specific things. that they were that school boards were then using it to keep the lights on. And so what troubles people in in the various education communities as well as the disabilities community is how is this actually going to help their child? How is this going to actually help their school board? How is this going to create a better uh, system? And then also keeping in mind the broader problem is that autism doesn't end when you graduate from the 12th grade. So these are lifelong situations and there needs to be funding mechanisms and therapy mechanisms to help people throughout their adult life. Um, it sounds to me, uh, Carlene, to... can I ask you this question mm-hmm. before you before you answer whatever you were going to answer? I have a particular question. Somebody the other day suggested to me that what's required is an all-party committee. We'd call it a select committee to sit down and hammer this out so that it, it stopped being a political issue and became a people issue. Is that fair? That would be a, a, a pretty good start. That would be a good place uh, to work on. So you have a bipartisan uh, committee working on it. Um, we have to keep in mind that the province is mired in debt. Can we fund uh, the various spectrums, uh, autism spectrums, f- throughout someone's life into their 20s and beyond, that may not be fiscally possible at all. We have to look at, okay, this pot of money's over here. What can we do with that to make it work for the families, to support these young people, these children in schools and help them to be successful? Uh, starting with a bipartisan committee, I think... A quadripartisan be, committee. A quadripartisan committee would be a good place to start. The Liberals didn't do a very good job. Parents went after them hard when they stopped funding after children turned four years old. They stopped the funding at that point. So uh, what the Ford government is trying to do is to expand the funding, give more funds to the parents, but clearly it's not enough. Well, this discussion proves a point, and that point is that you can't just wave a magic wand and figure this out, and we do have to figure it out. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.